pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This morning on Lincoln Live, I spend time with Suzanne Blue, Executive Director at Matt Talbot Kitchen and Outreach, to talk about people in our community who are hidden in plain sight. Suzanne, good morning. Good morning. You got my attention with your latest blog. You you talk about your guests, the new faces that show up at Matt Talbot, and the chronically homeless who are longtime guests. You see their faces a lot. But explain mm-hmm. what you meant by hidden in plain sight. Well, I think really what I meant was that even though we see them um, and they they show up daily, um, there do we really see them? I mean, we might see them uh, in downtown Lincoln, you know, hidden under a heap of blankets or in an alleyway or when they even come to Matt Talbot, we we may know they're homeless, but in the busyness of the day-to-day work, um, do we really take the time to truly see them, to learn about their struggles, how they got in this situation? And so I'm making it, I'm making more time um, in this year as part of my New Year's resolution to spend more time um, with our guests and getting to know more of their stories. Have you figured out how you're going to do that? Well, spend more I'm time with to guests. Make- Yes, I'm trying to make time every day, at least a few days out of the week, to take my lunch in the dining room, which I used to do um, all the time um, until the pandemic hit. And then when that happened, you know, we were first we closed our dining room and we're doing only to go meals. And then we were just allowing space for the people who were truly homeless and you know, then as we started to open up fully, it became more of a challenge, like we're trying to create more space for people. So it wasn't as convenient um, to sit down in the dining room and visit with the guests. And then you just kind of get out of habits. So I found myself not spending nearly as much time as I used to. And I miss that. Well, Suzanne, so I'm going to get back to it. Suzanne, tell me what that does for you to go in and have lunch with guests? Well, it, 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 I think it, for me, it's like a vitamin. It's like, this is why we do what we do. It's the people that we're serving and I learn more about them maybe, or I can visibly see they're in rough shape and it just sort of drives me and motivates me to, you know, continue um, some of the efforts like expanding our programs or, you know, we do, we have to do a lot of public relations and fundraising. And as a social worker, that's not my favorite role, but it has become very important um, so that we can provide the services that we do. So it's just a motivator It it to share a little common humanity with the individuals that we serve because we're all people. Um, we all have struggles. Every single one of us does. But I know that their struggles are much greater than mine. And so I'm going to learn how I can help them 
more so. Do they know who you are? I, I think back it, because sometimes that matters. If you know that you have the executive director of the place that's providing you a meal, it might matter. Do you identify yourself and do they know who you are? Um, I don't identify myself that often, although we all wear ID badges around mm-hmm. here. Certainly the longtime guests know who I am. You know, some know my kids. I mean, <laughs> you know, um, they've spent time volunteering here and such, so they know. Um, but, you know, I've just had like other staff, our receptionist, um, share, you know, that people will notice when I'm there and make, you know, it makes them feel good, um, makes them feel a a little more maybe appreciated or respected, um, when I find time to, to go down there. And so I really want to make that more of an effort. Another of your 2023 goals in your blog is to be more present. Explain what you mean by that. Just um, being, you know, as an administrator, you're caught up in just all the busyness of running a, a business, a small nonprofit. Um, and I just, I just want to take more time to be in the moment, not always worrying about the future, um, not always lamenting on the past, what what we could have done differently or better, but be in the moment, always striving to, you know, be one of the most compassionate organizations, um, very um, thoughtful in terms of how we approach our services, approach our guests. And so really just trying to take each day and each moment and be present. That's the best way I can describe it. Hmm. You and I have been both doing what we do for a long time, and sometimes mm-hmm. being in the present, it, it's really tough. It, it's tough because we've seen a lot. There's a lot in our rearview mirror, and exactly. we, think, we, we think about that, and it seems that we're always planning for the future because the future, I guess, is what sets up the present. At least we'd like to think it would. Uh, so kudos to you for, for that, especially in the in the career endeavor that you're in. Thank you. Yeah. Suzanne Blue joining me, Executive Director of Matt Talbot Kitchen and Outreach. Uh, You point out to readers that it's easier to look away when encountering people struggling with addiction and poverty, uh, but for there to be change and progress, they must see what is right in plain sight. What would you have listeners do, Suzanne, for, for those people when they see them in plain sight? Well, I would have people, and I've said this for many years, don't look away. Um, you know, check on someone if you see them, you know, if, if you feel safe and, and comfortable, you know, if you see someone, are you okay? Um, you know, share resources in the community with, with people. Like, um, there's a lot of agencies that are serving the homeless, so be informed. You know, let people know that you care, you see them, and maybe offer, you know, can I buy you a sandwich? Um, now, we don't, we, we don't want to encourage people to hand over cash. That's just not the, the safest um, way to approach the situation. But, but don't look the other way. And, and share your um, passion maybe for helping with local agencies or our legislators, you know, who are making policy about 
you know, housing issues, um, homelessness, where funding uh, should be allocated. Um, that's a way that you can show people that you've seen them, that you you get them, that, you know, you we share this common humanity and you have some empathy for their situation. So you can speak on their behalf because often they're not heard. They're all, they're not seen and they're not heard. So we have to be the eyes and the voice. Bold is a vision used a lot around Matt Talbot. You hear bold hope and bold vision. 2022 tested that boldness. How would you characterize last year? Last year was one of the busiest years we've had, um, just really coming out of the pandemic. And I know it's still a part of our world, but really coming out of it and getting back to normal and in quotes. But we saw a 35% increase in our hunger relief program, which is very large. Um, and we've been accommodating. We had a program shift when um, that we offer both on-site meals and to-go meals as well. We didn't do that prior to the pandemic, but to be more accommodating and to reduce overcrowding, we've maintained that. So 35% uh, increase in the number of uh, meals provided. We served over 3,000 unique clients, so, you know, individuals, which is up about 500 from 2021. Um, we provided more services. Of course, when you provide, when you see more people coming in your doors, you're going to be providing more services. So that was up. Um, I hope we can uh, sustain um, our, our work so that we can meet the needs because they are growing. Um, and for a period of time during the pandemic, there were a lot of supports offered to people in poverty and those supports are gone now. And so, you know, people are really starting to feel that pinch again. So we're called daily um, with requests and there's, you know, uh, concerns about evictions and things like that. So uh, we want to ready ourselves to Continue to be bold and be of service to Lincoln. A lot of people really don't grasp the magnitude that Lincoln has for homeless. And there are ho there are cities that are smaller than Lincoln that have a greater homeless problem. I agree with that. But it, it, you have to know where you are. And that's what the point in time count is all about. And that will be the results. The data will be coming up here in the spring, I suppose. But that took place the last week of January. Can you, t can you let people know what that's about, what that does? The point in time count is an annual count that is done um, nationally and in, in Lincoln, so across the state and across the country. Um, if you are a recipient of funding from um, housing and urban development, you are required to participate, so Lincoln does. Matt Talbot is one of several agencies that participates in this um, point in time count, and so they count people who are sheltered in, in housing programs. They count people who are in emergency shelter, like at our People City Mission. And then they do a street count as well for those who are living outside. So we had a team um, of people that went out. Um, and that night, um, very, very cold on a January night, um, they encountered six individuals. So then that is reported to um, to the Center for Children, Families, and the Law, who 
compile all the data. And then we also had people in our transitional housing and permanent supportive housing programs who are also included in that count. Um, so it's, it's a way to help us um, learn about the needs in our community. Um, it is done in a very cold time, so I always think the numbers tend to be on the lower side and really not indicative of what we see um, throughout the year. Listeners can help you tackle hunger, Suzanne, in the few moments we have left. Talk about the Super Bowl of Caring. So every year we also have this annual event. It's called the Super Bowl of Caring. It's a national ecumenical effort. And we, um, so it's on Super Bowl Sunday and that weekend. And we have many different um, communities of faith, so churches, um, individuals, and businesses that do collections for us. They either collect at their um, worship sh service. It could be monetary donations. Every dollar counts. It makes a huge difference difference for us. Or it could be um, per non-perishable food items or items for our, our street outreach program like um, hand and foot warmers or, you know, deodorant and shampoo for the folks that take showers here. So it's a national day of giving um, surrounding the Super Bowl and just kind of recognizing that it's a great time to um, serve people in need and celebrate a fun time with the Super Bowl. There you go. That's what you can do, listeners, to lead up to the Super Bowl. Suzanne, thank you very much. I appreciate your blog. I'm, I'll go there often, okay? Thank you so right. much. You I bet. appreciate it. Suzanne Blue mm -hmm. with me, Executive Director of Matt Talbot Kitchen and Outreach, here for a few minutes on Lincoln Live.